Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. I am your host, Peter Wheatmartian, and this week I am joined as always by KZ and Colleen. This week's episode is another biz buzz grab bag, and we all talk about one publishing trend we think is going to be very important in the coming year. KZ begins talking about the different Amazon categories and keywords specifically in the niche market area. I share a little bit about audiobooks, the growth of audiobooks for both readers and for authors. And then Colleen finishes up the show talking about the importance and the need for copyright protections. Hope you enjoy this episode. Plus, be sure to check out our YouTube page for all of our BizBuzz segments on YouTube in video format. Enjoy the show, and we'll see you next week. This episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast is brought to you by us, The Author's Voice. The Author's Voice is the premier online training platform for authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs looking to add a new revenue stream to their business. Whether you're an author looking to publish your book or an administrative assistant looking to expand your business by working with authors and speakers, we have the training programs to help you become a certified publishing professional. You can learn more about The Author's Voice on our website, theauthorsvoice.org, or please follow our social media at Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find links to all of those places in the show notes. And welcome to the next episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. I am Peter Wheatmarsh, and I am joined for the Biz Buzz segment with Colleen and KZ. And in this special episode, we're each going to share a little bit about some of the publishing trends that we might see coming up in 2024. I know it's January and a lot of us have new resolutions, new things that we're looking to do and to begin this year. So I thought what a better way to start off this year than talking about maybe what we might see as publishing professionals in the years upcoming. So let me um, first begin by saying, or or by asking both Colleen and KZ, um, what are some of the trends that you have seen in the past? I know like for one, I was shocked at the growth of eBooks, you know, five or 10 years ago when they first came out, I wasn't sure if eBooks are really, you know, going to be the next thing, but um, are there any trends that you've seen over the last couple of years that have kind of surprised you? You know, Peter, for me, I think that one of the things that that surprised me was how quickly AI has picked up. Now, I know we're going to be talking about that in another episode coming up, so I don't want to go into that right now. But I just want to say that the speed at which it has picked up and how technology in general is has exploded for writers and authors. And that's mm-hmm. something that is continuing as a trend. Yeah, that's so true. I know. I mean, even... 10 or 15 years ago, the only way to write a book used to be either using Word or a typewriter. And now there's programs and AI and a whole lot of different other tools that authors can use. So that that's, uh, and I am surprised a little bit about how, um, how much technology has changed the industry. 
Colleen, is there any trends that have come up and surprised you in the past? Yeah, I think one trend that's been huge for uh, uh, publisher, publishers, uh, authors to get the word out on their book are podcasts, being guests on podcasts, because be, yeah. even before even before 2020, uh, people were starting to get on podcasts. And what one of the realizations was is that you can get on a podcast and depending on the show, that show can get out to thousands of people versus maybe two or 300 in an event that you go to. So you can really sell and be promoted on a podcast if you know your stuff and you, you're comfortable doing that. It's a great way to market and sell your book. Well, yeah, that's a that's a definitely a, a big trend uh, recently. And, you know, I'll just lump in all of social media into that, too. You know, the way that people or authors can, you know, create a platform online completely virtually today is is wonderful for those people that are successful to sell their books. So let's take a little bit of a look at the 2024 publishing trends that we're going to see. So let me introduce a little bit about what we're going to talk about. So first of all, we're going to start off with KZ, and KZ is going to talk a little bit about niche markets. Um, then after she shares her thoughts, I'm going to talk a little bit about the rise in audiobooks. And then we're going to finish out the episode with Colleen, who is going to talk a little bit about copyright and fraud protection and why authors need to be aware of that. So let me begin and I'm going to kind of hand it over to KZ to talk a little bit about what niche markets are and um, her her publishing trend for 2024. Okay, sounds great. But you know, it's it's not simply a niche. A niche, is, a niche simply means a small market, something small. Okay, it's, you know, um, when you when you go and get your your coffee at, at Starbucks, uh, that, that entire chain is based on a niche that is, you know, specialty coffees. So that's one particular, uh, one part of this. But when, we're but when we're talking about publishing, we're talking about the genres. And genre means simply the category of book. And most books are in multiple categories. Okay. You've got fiction, you've got nonfiction. And I'm actually going to talk about, a little bit about both. But I think it's important to understand right up front that when you are a writer, when you are turning into uh, becoming a published writer, okay, when you become an author, this is an area that you must learn to uh, embrace because the readers that uh, are going to find your book are going to find it based on where you fall, where your book falls in the list of niche genres. Okay. Now, You've got the big ones, fiction, nonfiction. That's obviously the top top of the chain. And then you've got, uh, you know, a whole list of, of major categories. Um, in fiction, for instance, you've got mystery, you've got thriller, you've got uh, science fiction and fantasy, you've got historical. Um, there's so many. And romance, you can't forget romance. All of these are big categories. Well, there are so many books. A first-time author has no chance at all of getting a high ranking in those big categories. So what an author has to do is understand how to drill down through those categories into the subcategories and sub and sub and subcategories into the smaller niches and start building your, your um, followers, your reader base from the smaller. You have a chance of becoming a, um, a, a, a highly rated author in a smaller market 
and then build on that, springboard that. We reach the point where you're you're actually showing some some progress in the bigger markets. That's the concept of a, of a niche genre. Okay, had to kind of give you that overview. I think what I'm seeing happening, and it's not just me. That's not my opinion. I'm I'm, I'm seeing this in the uh, this is being reported by uh, the people who really do know a lot about trends. Um, is that uh, in general, overall, a niche market is overtaking the spe- the, the 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 bigger specialized ones. And I think it's led by the changes in this past year that Amazon has made in their algorithm. Because it used to be that you could, as a writer, you could go and you could, you had two two uh, genres you could put your, your market into and your book into. And then they and then you could ask Amazon to put it into 10 more. Okay. But you had to choose them and they would then do it. Now you can't do that anymore. What's happening is Amazon gives us gives you three markets you can put your book into, and then they use the algorithm, look at your keywords, look at the market, look at where other books like yours are are, are selling, okay, and they create or put your book into additional um, niche markets that you don't even know about categories is what we're talking about here is categories. Um, so I really think this is going to continue. It's it's obviously something that Amazon sees as important because they have changed their entire category process, keyword and category process uh, to fit this. Um, I think it's great, a great trend for the writer. Uh, it allows for a more personalized and targeted storytelling. As a writer, I can look at the market first and choose what I want to write for and who. Okay, because I can see where other people are doing well. Um, And I think it creates a dynamic landscape for us to work in as writers. Now, I do want to say something about nonfiction as well. We don't we don't think about it in quite the same way. But nonfiction also has um, niche, uh, has has niche genres. Um, When I'm talking about this in nonfiction, you're talking about things like self-help books or how-to manuals, or uh, writing a book about history, historical events, biographies, memoirs, um, humor, commentary, uh, philosophy, religion. These are the sorts of niche markets that we're talking about with nonfiction. In fiction, we're talking about the ones I already mentioned, uh, romance, mystery, um, you know, science fiction, fantasy, uh, and that sort of thing. So it doesn't matter what type of book you're, you're marketing. It's going to fit in one of these niche markets, um, and uh, it makes it uh, interesting to see exactly where it's going to go. Well, that's some really great information, and you know that actually um, gives me a little bit of a chance to plug something from the author's voice in the best or blank page to bestseller podcast because we talked a little bit more in depth about the Amazon categories and the keywords, and actually just released the video of that biz buzz which we did all the way back in our very first episode, but it's now up on YouTube. So if you want to learn more in-depth info about the keywords and the categories, check it out on YouTube, um, the author's voice YouTube page. And um, there's a link in the, in the notes, in the show notes down below that you can uh, go and check out our YouTube page, which we're going to have all of these biz buzz segments 
So this one and all of the other ones that we uh, talk about will also be up on YouTube. So that's actually a great way to cross promo there. KZ, thanks for giving me that opportunity. No worries. Never <laughs> apologize for a self-promotion. <laughs> no, but I want to say, I you know, as, as I was going through that old video and then listening to you as well, you know, one couple of things that come to mind the the biggest one is you know i definitely think this is a good change for readers in general because i think we're going to get to know a little bit more about what the books are actually about what the what um what the writers are trying to you know share um and it's not just going to be a little bit of those um kind of throw spaghetti at the wall see what stick kind of categories <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> Believe me, choosing what book, what topic to write your book about, sometimes it does just take a matter of throwing a bunch of the wall and seeing what, what sticks and what falls. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I want to ask you, because I know you are both uh, an avid reader and a writer as well. Um, my initial thought is, and I think you kind of covered this earlier, is that by having these smaller niche markets that you get to first kind of like test you know, dip your toe into the water and see if you're successful. Are you saying that you think it's the trend will be basically that we're all going to start off with these smaller niche markets and then the more popular you get, the bigger market you're going to go and um, see those authors kind of make new inroads into those bigger markets? I do believe that's exactly the trend that's that's, that's showing up. And I, it's this is driven by the readers. The readers are a lot more savvy than they used to be as far as finding the books they want to read. Um, so when they find a category that they like, they will drill down and find one. And then they go down. And so let's let's look at, for instance, um, romance. Romance is huge. OK, so in romance, um, one of the categories that I write in is what's called paranormal, paranormal romance. That's essentially fantasy. So it's romance. It's fantasy. And when you get even further down, you can choose the type of character within the paranormal field. Okay, um, wolves, wolf shifters, um, vampires, um, you know, all of those, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, angels, believe it or not, angels are in there. So it's just there are so many different places. And when you when 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 the reader finds that one type of book they want to read, they're going to come back time and time again. And as the author becomes better at managing that their books rather not that but man managing their books they're going to broad they're going to broaden that their reach out into the bigger categories because they're just more popular they become more popular word of mouth is how it all works and when the readers find what they like and they share it it just keeps growing well, yeah i think that's so important i think part of that too is also driven by the the algorithms because you know amazon as a um as a bookseller is trying to sell as many books as they can obviously so yep. you know they're going to try to get the books that you as the reader want to read in front of you easier so i think this will be a good um a good uh, trend moving forward for the, the industry or at least i hope so i think so well is there anything else on this trend that you want to share kz no, I don't think so. That was plenty. Um, you know, if something comes to me, I'll, I'll shout it out later. But uh, I think that's probably a good one. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say, Peter, on your um, uh, with uh, with the uh, um, audiobooks because 
that's something that I've been looking at myself is as an author, I am looking at how I can turn my books now into audio. And I was actually looking at software this morning and considering it. So here I want to, I want to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so let me, um, let me start off then with um, what my trend is. And my trend is basically the rise in audiobook sales over the past I mean, few years. So let me start off. I'm going to go, um, first of all, if you haven't, or if you are a writer, or if you are a author assistant or someone in the publishing world, and you are not following Publishers Weekly, please, I'm just going to give them a, a free little plug here. Check them out because they've got some really great stories on trends, on publishing, on writing. And this is um, where I grabbed a lot of my info was from one of their articles. They were saying in 2022, so that's a year and a half, two years ago now, um, there were there was a 10% increase in overall audiobook revenue, and that brought revenue to $1.8 billion. That's wow. billion with a B. So um, just think about how much money there is in potential audiobook sales out there. Um, one part of that that really kind of surprised me was um, they said that 53% of the U.S. adult population had listened to an audiobook. That's so, amazing. So think of that. Yeah, I mean, there's what, th 350 million people in the U.S. and half That's of a, them have listened? <laughs> yeah, that goes back to the phones. iPhone. Uh, that goes back to the smartphones. I, I would bet anything on that. That's amazing, Peter. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, you know, and I thought that was... That was kind of what caught me, um, caught my attention was you know, how many people um, were really listening to audiobooks. I'll be honest, uh, back when I was growing up, um, I never really listened to audiobooks, but I had a few friends who did. And I can remember them, like, I know a friend of mine had the, the Harry Potter series on audiobook, and it came on like five or six cassette tapes. <laughs> they listen they listen to in the car when they were you know driving to and from school nowadays you can get all of that on your phone like you said on your kindle on your on your computer and um it is so easily accessible for everyone to sit down and listen to a book or i guess the um the the benefit of an audiobook is you don't actually have to sit down and listen to it. And I think that's where a lot of people are why a lot of people are listening to audiobooks is because you can listen to it while you're in the car, if you're on the subway, if you're doing dishes, if you're out, you know, exercising. The audiobook lets you listen to books because you don't have to have the book in front of you to actually read. It's, you know, very storytelling because you get to have somebody read the book to you. So um, I just thought that was really um, interesting. And I think part of that, too, is the rise in, you know, things like podcasts. Everyone's sitting down at their desk if they're working with a podcast in or they're going to work, you know, they're driving to work and they have a podcast up on their, you know, on their um, in their car. You know, so I think a lot of people now are used to hearing stories being told audio wise. And so it's why not have a audiobook, you know, listen to an audiobook. So I think that's really an um an interesting um bit of um uh, of you know tidbits on what 
audiobooks are. And uh, let me take a little bit. Um, let me take a little bit of um, more info on across the pond over in the UK. I heard from, or I read an article from Penguin saying that in 2020. Um, 10% of the UK population bought an audiobook. So it may not be as big in the UK, but that was also four years ago. And there was um, probably a lot of that information came from before we were all you know, stuck inside for a while. So I'm sure that's grown. But um, the information that I learned most from this is there are a bunch of different ways that people can sit and listen. Or like, I don't know why I keep on saying sit and listen. People can actually listen to audiobooks. So the main one is Audible. That's probably the most um, recognizable audiobook platform. And Audible is, surprise, surprise, owned by Amazon, um, just like a lot of the uh, big publishing trends. Um, but you can either buy books through Audible by themselves, or they also offer a like a monthly package where you get a free audiobook for your subscription every month so you can listen to it there that's what a lot of people use audible for but you know there's a bunch of different other um places apple google they each have their own um store where you can buy books and audiobooks um one thing that i actually found interesting through that uh penguin book or the penguin article that i read was there's a place called librivox which is a yeah which is a free public domain audiobook platform where different people um, volunteer to read the book and then everyone can listen to it for free. So it's all public domain books. So, you know, you're not going to get the latest bestsellers, but any of the older um, books that are in public domain, you can find there, or you can even spend some time. And, you know, if you have a, a, a beautiful voice that you'd like, others to hear you can go and actually record a book yourself so i thought that was pretty interesting i've heard of that i've not used it but i think that's very interesting i think that's the very cool sidebar if you will to the, to this trend wow yeah so you know like i said there's there's a lot of different ways you can listen to audiobooks and you know whether you, you want to go and listen to the latest bestseller or if you want to go back into the you know archives and pull out a book from the 1800s and have somebody from you know, maybe your neighbor <laughs> was the one that recorded it or someone else, you know, you can do it that way. So um, there's a lot of variety, a lot of different um, options for you as a listener. Um, but that also means that there's a lot of options for you as an author to um, to sell your book as an audiobook. Um, audiobooks are obviously different than a print book. Um, but basically, as an author, the thing you want to know is you have either yourself or you hire a voice actor or someone like that to record what's on the page. Some voice actors are really good and they put their own voice spin on it, like create their own characters. Some just kind of read the text back to you. But um, there's a lot of different options you can do um, for that. I didn't really look too, too much into the like different technology that authors can use, uh, because I thought this, you know, as a reader, because we almost all read books, you know, I thought this was a, a great trend for readers to know a little bit more about audiobooks. Um, KZ, you said you were looking into some of the, uh, the technology as, as um, an author that might be, that 
an author might use. Do you have any um, thoughts on those? Not yet. I'm just I'm just really digging into this. I want I want to to tease our our listeners. We will be doing a, an episode dealing with audiobook technology and how that has changed um, the accessibility of audiobook recording for authors. Okay. Yeah. I re- that's really that's a big deal. That's a, a whole subject all by itself. So uh, it's really a fascinating topic for me to get into. I want to add something to what you said though, Peter, if you don't mind. While while you've been talking, I'm doing what I what all of us do, and I was online <laughs> googling, <laughs> and I found um, a Nielsen report that says that, um, and this is uh, says let's sit and see that the UK has 45 percent people reporting, 45 percent of their people reporting they've entered the market within the past 12 months with reading an audiobook, mm-hmm. and Australia. Almost forty percent um, within the last twelve months. So yes, yeah, so they have really grown. It's, it's skyrocketed since twenty twenty one, and I'm I'm sure that that's because of of uh, of the pandemic we've all been dealt we've all dealt with. So yeah, yeah. So. I think I think the audio book platform is a a way to bring in a lot of people who would not normally pick up a book. Yes. Yes. You know, so so I think what this does is this offers authors who are, you know, we all tell stories as an author. It helps us tell stories in a way that are able to be consumed by not just people who want to pick up a book, but people who are good to, you know, to listen to a book as they, you know, go about their their daily chores. Exactly. Um, one thing I do want to just say is um we were talking about author tools to publish audiobooks. Uh, probably the biggest or maybe um, most well-known platform right now is called ACX. Um, it is actually owned by Audible, which is owned by Amazon. Um, but it's a way that you can um, work with um, either yourself recording or voice actors to record your audiobook. Um so that's that's a, a pretty popular, pretty well-known tool that authors can use. But you know, I'm sure as like we said, 1.8 billion um audiobooks or 1.8 billion dollars worth of audiobooks were sold. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other tools and a lot of other um technology coming out soon with um with the use of audiobooks. Audio, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of uh, my trend is the growth of um, of audiobooks. I'm sure that what we'll see next year will be uh, more than two billion. I'm I'm guessing in audiobook sales. Um, so let me uh, then kind of transition to to Colleen and ask her about her publishing trend of protecting copyright and other um, other related. Uh, news about copyright. Okay, thanks, Peter. Hi, KZ. So I'm going to talk about the importance of copyright and fraud protection. That's a big trend this year, 2024. And first of all, what is copyright? It is the legal right granted to an author, a composer, a playwright, a publisher or distributor to exclusive publication, production, sale or distribution of a literary, musical, dramatic or or artistic work. So 
co uh, copyright so important when you when, when you are cre creative to make sure that no one steals it. And in order to com combat this fraud that's happening, it's important for authors to protect their copyright and preserve the integrity of the publishing industry and become of those uh, potential fraud activities. And before AI, I'm going to talk, most of mine's going to go on with AI today, but before AI even came into being a few months or years ago, whatever, you know, we all had a potential fraud with our social media accounts. You know, you get something saying that someone stole your account or was acting like they were you. Well, that's one way of fraud that people can take your information. So, but with the development of AI and how that's come into being, that there's a bigger potential of fraud especially for creatives. It, it, I mean, it happened in the industry for the television and the uh, movie theaters this year. That's why they were all on strike. They're, they had to settle something about people not taking this fraud away from them. But also in 2023, this past year, Jane Friedman, who is a well-known author, and she's also a reporter for years on the book publishing industry, she found that someone had published unauthorized titles under her name on Amazon. And other authors have commented saying that they've had similar experiences. So in recent months, U.S. lawmakers met with members of the creative industry, and um, that included the Authors Guild. And they discussed the importance and implications of how artificial intelligence can take over. And yes, there are good and bad with art artificial in intelligence. I'm not going to go into that today, but there can be uh potential hazards because this artificial intelligence can take over and especially like the voice of actors or the voice of uh, authors, voice of people when they're trying to recreate their content. So at that time, over 10,000 authors, including James Patterson, uh, Roxanne Gray, Margaret Atwood, and several others, they signed something called an open letter, and they were calling on the AI industry leaders to obtain consent from authors when they wanted to use their work to train these AI models, and, to comp and then they wanted compensation back to the authors because it is their original work. They started that work. They have the right to it, and that's where this copyright uh, protection comes into play. So I want to put out there to the authors and creatives, anyone listening to this, you want to copyright your material, whether it's literary, it's visual, digital content, photos, whatever type of material that is yours, you can go to copyright.gov and copyright your material so that it is, uh, it is, your material and it's known to be your material and that's something that all authors want to do within 90 days of publishing their book get that copyright filed in at government copyright.gov and that's going to help protect your your material your authentic material and then also you want to be on the outlook for strange offers or scams that you might see or that you might see for other authors to know about and let your group of people your people know that there's something going on and be aware of this fraud protection or uh, ultimate fraud that can happen um, to your to your copyright. And one way you can do this, I found two sites that help people stay on. Uh, they have top a weekly reading list, and they help you stay on top of news and tools to protect your work. And one of those is a blog, Writer Beware. And what it does is it shines a light into the dark cor corners of this when people are trying to take your information. 
in the world of literary scams, schemes, pitfalls. And they also provide rice, uh, rice. They also provide advice for writers on their site in industry news, publishing information, commentaries. So that's writer beware. And uh, you might want to look at that. And that's a lot for science fiction, fantasy writers, uh, fiction people. But then there's also another site you can go to that's called the Alliance of Independent Authors. And that's A-L-L-I Watchdog. And they have blogs and information on these types of frauds that might be happening, what to look for in the industry to protect your copyright and make sure that you are protected from it as best you can. So that's about all the information I did on this, but I think it's really important for authors and any creative to know, go out there and go to the uh, copyright.gov and protect your, uh, your, your material that you have. And KZ, have you done that with your books yet? Um, the, the legally it's not necessary, but I think it's a good idea. Okay. When you publish your auto and claim your copyright, it's a, it is a valid copyright. It's recognized. The issue is, though, that because of all the changes, I think that it is important that we we take that extra step now. I, I haven't done that with mine, but I will be doing that. It's just one of those things I haven't done yet. Um, it's it, it, it's indicative of the changes that we see coming uh, in our industry, um, and everything that's happening now is 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 simply the way we're growing. Uh, the, those numbers financially say that, that changes have to come for all of us. Um, I want to say this about Writer Beware. It's an awesome uh, blog to subscribe to. It's a website. You can also subscribe to their notifications. I have been um, I have been a member of it for many, many years. It was started through, um, as you mentioned, science fiction. Um, it, it's with, within a, a science fiction organization, but it covers the industry. It doesn't just talk about um, fiction. So that is a really, really good one to just just to stay on top of what's going on. Um, and they don't spam you. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, great information, Colleen. I, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's some really good information. Um, I want to I want to kind of also say you mentioned the Authors Guild. That's another place that I have done a lot of research and looked at. So you know, if you have um, any, if you are an author or a writer looking to become an author, they actually have some really good information for uh, people like that. Um, so let me just real quick just say thank you to both Colleen and KZ. For sharing their publishing trend for 2024 i know there's um all i this is just three people's thoughts on what the the, the the trends are in the coming year and i'm sure there are a lot of other trends that we'll see as well um so if you actually if you think of a trend please be sure to give us a comment send us a, a, a message on facebook on email and uh, we'd love to hear what you think your publishing trend is for 2024 so thank you both for joining me you know talking about these trends um is there anything that we um uh haven't touched on yet that we want to share i think for today that's pretty much information but i think <laughs> with people let us know what they'd like to hear about we could always talk about that trend those trends if you're interested in hearing about something in more detail Yep. Between us, we have a lot of knowledge of the industry, a lot of experience in the industry, and we actually like to talk about this stuff. So tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely think that we could uh, spend a whole um, probably a few hours talking about all of this, but obviously we can't do that. So uh, we're going to have to 
we'll leave it at that today. So again, thank you both for joining me and uh, listeners. We will be back next week with another episode of Blank Page to Bestseller. podcast is a production of The Author's Voice. I have been your host, Peter Wheatmartian, and I want to thank KZ and Colleen for joining me on this episode to discuss all things writing, publishing, and speaking. Do you have questions about today's topic or would like to be a guest on a future episode? You can learn more about The Author's Voice on our website, theauthorsvoice.org, or send our team an email at info at theauthorsvoice.org. You can stay in touch with Candy, Colleen, and Peter through The Author's Voice on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Links to all of those can be found in the show notes. If you have enjoyed the episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review on the podcast app of your choice. Also, please help us spread the word about the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast by sharing the episode on your social media or by introducing a friend, a colleague, an author, or anyone who would enjoy the discussion to the show.